Música. Hello, hello, welcome to this, the latest edition of the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast, brought to you as always by the good people at MGA Traffic, or is it MGA? Just MGA. Have you officially rebranded yet? That's not a rebrand, it's just what we are. Well, you were MGA Traffic. It's MGA, yeah. Okay, whatever. Yep. Abba Ganoush is here. Buonasera ragazzi. Are you talking directly to me tonight, Sean? Yeah, maybe we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, how are you though? Let's let's. I, I'm going to ask him the question because he's always very keen for me to ask him how he's going. How are you going, Fab? Well, going well. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was the start of a sentence. Well, comma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, right. no. I said I'm going well. Okay. That's all you got for me. That's all you want to give me. No. Well, don't say I didn't ask because I did. Point blank. But listen, it's on the records right here. On One the, minute sixteen on my time. On code. the improve, hopefully. So, all good. Mum has given us, I just got off the phone with Mum just before we got here. She's asked us to refrain from using profanity. Sophie, I can't make that promise. (laughs) It's not something we can do for you. Maybe, we'll see. We try, we try. We get excited, we get emotional. Sometimes a a fuck might slip out. (laughs) You've done it already. (laughs) She'd be driving to the nursing home shaking her head. Well, hopefully she doesn't do it too much. It might fall off by the end of the show. (laughs) But if it does fall off, we've got just the man to reattach it, <laughs> Dr. Davis. Sean, how are you? Uh, you are obviously a, a medical doctor. You're a doctor of engineering. You're a doctor of excuses. We're going to touch on that later on. Veterinary sciences. Veterinary sciences, of course. He's a, he's a dentist. Didn't he's help a lawyer. on the weekend. Epidemiologist. <laughs> he's everything. This man is the most qualified man in the world. How are you, Tim? I'm excellent. Thank you very much, Sean. How was Beverly Hills pizza night? Pizza night was good. Um, was it worth missing a pod record for and pushing us back to tonight? Oh, well, just there was a lot of things on the plate yesterday. Um, we added a couple of extra things later in the day that we didn't really think that we would, but we had to. And uh, so in the end, yeah, it ended up being a Monday evening record. Can I make the case for you that unfortunately as the coach you had to attend, the football clubs are very political beasts and uh, you had to be there. Um, Fab and I agreed, though, uh, in a private conversation that did not include you, that why would you have such an event on a Sunday night? Because it's a post-match function. Post-match function. What time are you call your kids playing, Timbo? Well, my kids played at 11.30. Yeah, what time was the function? Very long game. Uh, the, the players under 12 and below started at 5.30. So what did you do for the five hours in between the game and the function? Well, I put my dog down. As it played out. Okay, well... Not <laughs> he's, sure. played, he's played that card. I'm not sure. He's, <laughs> he's, played, he's played that card. That is a bold gambit. I'm not sure what that had to do with Beverly Hills' <laughs> scheduling of the event, but he's tried it. Um, but he's, but, he's, but no, games go... Like, the final game that gets played is scheduled for, like, a 2.30 match, so it'll go through till 5 o'clock, 4.35 o'clock, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, if you wanted to run a function from 2 o'clock in the afternoon for the juniors that have been kicking off the due, maybe you could do that. Maybe but you they do go, it on a Friday night, Timbo, and have the whole of the club there. But that would be a pre-game match, Sean, a uh, fu- function. Rather Wouldn't than it be a pre-game function? It'd just be a be family a night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most well, people align these things with like training and stuff. Well, my under-8s train, my son's under-8s train on 
the Friday evening. Mm-hmm. And they could roll it into the pizza night. Perfect. Yeah, but they like to do it as a post-match function. Do Beverly Hills they Junior like to Football be able Club to have any consideration for the Ian Prendergast? Clearly, <laughs> Clearly not. And, and I guess the key question is, should they? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Um, just before we get started, some formalities. Last week, uh, we requested anybody who could pick the theme of the post-pod song. That's a new feature of the podcast. Can you pick the theme, the mm. reason that that song is played? The answer to this should be 80s banger, full stop. Full stop. <laughs> no What's one, the theme, 80s banger? No one has requested that, ever. No, so. no, there was one last week. Somebody requested an 80s banger. You've got, a, you've got a, a bit of love on your uh, well, Terence Trent Derby as well. Absolutely, we one, did. One. No, one. you got more than one. you got one comment. you got more than one. you got one comment. Be fair. I'm not by him being fair. It was one comment. No. Anyway, your silent face is an 80s banger. It's an absolute classic track. And uh, JB Gould was the first to make the link between uh, the song and... What does he win, Sean? Just wins a shout-out. And is in the box. That's just it's priceless. So you're... Well, it's priceless. Uh, We'd only give out gotcha, seven, gotcha. maybe eight shout-outs a week. Can I give another shout-out? No, because I've finished giving JB Gould his shout-out. Okay, finish. So we're going to do the same thing again this week, pick the theme of this week's post-pod song, and, and, and give you a shout-out next week. First person to do it will get the shout-out. So your silent face was a reference to a few lines in the song, which were a reference to Tiggy. That he's a bit emotionless. He's emotionless. He's actionless there, in the yeah. box. Exactly right. Okay, beautiful. We done with shout-outs? Aren't you giving someone a shout-out now? I was going to give Junior a shout-out. Okay. For those who uh, were at the game or watched the game, the um, the gentleman doing the toss. He was big unit, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Um, he uh, unfortunately, Junior didn't get the toss right. We lost it, um, but. Uh, well, he didn't call the toss. No, but he could have rigged it. Two-headed could coin. Two-headed <laughs> coin. Two-face. Two-face. <laughs> no, but shout-out to Junior who was there. He just walks up to Cripps and goes, heads. And gave Eddie Betts <laughs> a, uh, a fist bump I did say in that. the tunnel pre-game. So, um, shout-out to Junior. Shout-out to June. Good stuff. We couldn't get him a T-shirt, unfortunately. Fab, in typical Fab fashion, was like, June said he'll wear a Prendercast T-shirt. I was like, oh, I'll organise it. He goes, no, nah, you organise it. <laughs> I have a company to run here. Said, so, okay, well, I've got nothing to do on a Friday <laughs> See, at least afternoon. He admitted it. T-shirt. He admits it. No, I had plenty to do. You were um, at Doncaster Shops. No, I wasn't. Oh, it was Thursday. He was at the Beverly Hills pre-match function. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> I was sitting there flagging cars down, saying, tonight's the night to do it. We've changed tack. I don't have any of your phone numbers. If any of you are involved in this club, come in, we're having pizzas. <laughs> um, obviously, we had a debrief the round 10 victory over the Hawks. Um <coughs> Will you stop coughing? <laughs> stop playing with the mic as well, knobface. Sorry, I, I was choking. I went to have a drink and I'm still joking. I don't know about you guys. I um, I still wake up in a bit of a sweat. about. I don't know what mic you are. <coughs> well, I did try to give you the signal to mute me. There, that's me. No, I'm still here. That's you. You're number two. We might just keep that on mute, Timbo. <laughs> um, now that I know that. I don't know about you guys. Stop playing with the mic, Fab. You've been warned. Don't you dare warn Timbo now. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I've gotten one warning. You got a warning last week as well. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Didn't. So don't you dare have the gall to, to warn Timbo The only problem with the, the headset mic is, like, I can't burp. <laughs> Timbo <laughs> can't cough. Yeah, these two idiots just have to sit there like normal, measured human beings. And you know, refrain from doing stupid things for an hour. Our silent face, right? Well, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I don't know about you two. I always, uh, you know, every so often, every couple of weeks, I wake up in a cold sweat 
thinking about those missed opportunities against the Hawks of late, just the one in Launceston, yep. the one last year, and I just I, I could see it happening again on Saturday. Without a doubt. To my great terror, it was like being waterboarded. I was, I felt comfortable early on. I think, yeah, this is going to be easy. Mm. And then at halftime, I was like, Jesus, not again. Not again. We've done so much and we barely have a lead. Fortunately, though, um, you know, big uh, Harry Mackay came along and at long last pissed out that eternal flame that is Hawthorne's dominance over us. It was bloody good, wasn't it? And he just went, thank God, Harry. It was a good goal too, wasn't it? Thank you. How is that not much. smothered? I keep watching and going, how is this not smothered? He's almost kicked it through the bloke or under his arm or something. I, he gets put, very close. I really don't like that that gets called play, play on. on. Yeah, he's got a natural luck, but he doesn't get called to play on. No. And and you sit there and you're going, he's allowed to take 30 seconds. Once you've started your run up, you can't call play on because you're, you're within your allotted time. And he's swinging from distance. It shouldn't have been called play on. Yep. Now, the bottom line is he was still good enough to put yeah, it through and it didn't he, matter. He was walking in a straight line, mm. which constitutes your natural arc. Yep. As opposed to players who walk and then deviate. Just and, and if, he devi- if he walks and takes a step left or right, that's a deviation. Play on. Yeah, it's fine. But that was a natural arc that would that luxury would have been afforded to Buddy. But he also closes the angle off. But by swinging further to the left, it makes it a harder goal to kick. It's a sharper mm. angle as a result of it. If you're a right footer in that situation and you're swinging around and opening up the angle and making it an easier kick, then I have no issues with, you know, in that case, an umpire calling play on because you're getting, you're getting an unfair advantage. I don't think that's an unfair advantage. Well, that's a minute of the podcast we won't get back. Just talking about that. Just for between me and you, uh, natural arc is a load of bullshit. I just don't have time for it at all. Um, I don't think the boys believed they could win the game until they did. I reckon you're right. I don't think that was my thing watching the game. I thought they don't think they can win until Harry kicks that goal, some individual brilliance, and we did clear up during the week, Timbo, that it was imagination and fantasy. Yes, you did. You're we did clear right. this up. Do you want to admit you were... Do you want to say it, Fab? Do you want to give me the satisfaction of falling on your own sword? At least say you're incorrect rather than saying wrong. Wrong. <laughs> and it was... What, what, did, what did Ned say? <coughs> I just had the order incorrect, sure. That's all it was. Well, the question was, what was the order? And imagination and fantasy is the correct yep. order. And I was saying fantasy and imagination. That's you were wrong. So you were wrong, yeah. Just let, that, well, let's let us all marinate in that for a moment. Marinate this. <laughs> it's a, not a visual medium. Um, but yeah, it was H's individual brilliance that got us over the line and convinced everyone else, oh, we can win today's game. We're yep. probably going to win it. Because for so long it looked like we were going to do everything in our power to lose it. Well, winning, beca- winning becomes next. a habit. If Hawthorne got the next, I reckon we would have gone in well, the, the moment of the game. The if moment Nick Newman didn't tackle that bloke, then we'll. The moment we'll of the game it. was. What's with people tackled? taking marks in goal squares and playing on? Because uh, it makes it simple. Like even Owie's nearly got tackled in the first uh, quarter. I know. Just I, take, I take the thirty seconds. Give everyone a breather. We can't. Um, we can't obviously speak about hypotheticals in the sense of what may or may not have happened. I fear. We might not have recovered if Kaczynski puts that goal through and Hawthorne take the lead. It it might have cost David Teague his career. It's a, it's such if, a f- if, if the tackle was not laid. You talked about Jordan Lewis reckons he in one tackle saved Alistair Clarkson's career. It may have happened on Saturday. It it's genuinely a, it may a, have happened. Could have been. It was yeah. I don't disagree that it could have been a sliding doors moment in the game mm. and in a lot of people's tenures at the football club. Uh, and just a fun moment for me as I was leaving the venue. Um, 
I had a shared a moment. Shared a moment with a great man, Stephen Kernahan. You know, that's what happens when you go to the games, Fab. You share these sort of moments <laughs> with people. Um, so I was walking out, locked eyes with a great man, Sticks. Still has a magnificent full head of hair. Unbelievable. Can't have a side part. There's too much of it. But we locked eyes. We sort of had a moment. And then we mutually exchanged thumbs-ups. And I was maybe my greatest moment of the football ever. You messed your trousers, didn't you? <laughs> Went from... Uh, Six to midnight. <laughs> Good moment. Uh, as I was walking to the ground, uh, we do this segment every so often when I can be bothered to make the notes. Um, what did what did I want to see? You know, walking to the venue, what did I want to see? You know what I wanted to see, Timbo? No fear. Yeah. Don't fear this mob. Don't show them any great measure of respect. Believe that you're better and go out and be better. I agree. And I think we started that way. We did. We did. We believed that we were a better side than them, played accordingly. Had them on almost, toast. Almost to our detriment at times. I think we got a little bit cute Yep, early on. When we did have – we weren't capitalising, but we had – they hardly went inside 50. I mean, when they did, they scored Yep, through our errors. Like Williams, a little bit – which is good. I like I like him trying to get his confidence in and, you know, trying to take him on. But he got caught. Then Jonesy, uh, kick it out in the full. Oh, it, you're right. It'll be easier than yeah, <laughs> kicking it straight. Right. You're right. Almost down the middle of the ground. But um, – and then um, – Kaczynski kicked a brilliant goal. Yep. The set shot, that was, you it was know. lovely. So yeah, when, they, when they got in there, they were kicking goals. Yep. So um, kept themselves in it. And then they had that 30-second bit of, and that was the, I thought that's going to be the defining moment of our season, that 30 seconds, where they get those two quick goals, one of them of which, how'd that even get in? I don't know. The Daniel Howe one. Yeah, the one that bounced and. Yeah. Complete fluke. Yep. Um, the other thing I wanted to see was some improved stoppage craft. You know, can we protect the dangerous parts of the ground? Can we recognise what those parts of the ground are? And in phase two of possession, if we are to lose the stoppage, can we nullify them? And unfortunately, we we really weren't able to do that. Mm. So what visually? How did we set up? You obviously get a better appreciation at the ground. Were there any changes between this week and last not week? Not so much. Um, no, not so much. And then. Then particularly when, when Hawthorne started to get first hands on the ball, they were quite they were able to break that initial sort of containment quite easily. Yep. And Mitchell and Warple, particularly in the third, were very damaging doing that. Um, so the problem we've got is if we don't get our hands to the ball, the ball disappears. Yep. So our shape around the stoppage isn't strong enough, good enough, consistent enough to actually okay, well we might lose first possession, but in that second phase we're going to be damaging enough. We're going to be switched on enough to be able to contain it yep. and create either a second stoppage or a turnover. We just don't do it. Because we're not set up to. Very rarely do we do it at all. Mm. It's bizarre. Yep. Um, so that was something that was a bit disappointing. I wanted them. I wanted us to make them kick long to Weedering. Yep. Yep. That I thought was an enormous part of the game in the first half where make them kick the ball long to Weedering, who'll either be out of zone off or he'll just be too good for his man, whether it was Lewis or Kaczynski. Yep. For the most part, it was Kaczynski. He'll just be too good. And particularly in the first half, he was exceptional at reading that kick down the line, so much so that Hawthorne actually just couldn't really do it anymore because they weren't halving contests, bringing it to ground, creating a second stoppage. He was just taking the mark and setting us back up. So that was encouraging. Um, and I wanted some more nuanced ball movement going inside 50. Don't play into packs going the other way. Try to exploit Hardigan. Yep. Try to exploit Sam Frost. And we just we weren't switched on enough to do that. 
Isn't Sam Frost one of the most frustrating footballers you've ever seen in your life? Because as the ball comes to him and he gathers it and he runs and carries, he is the best player in the competition. And then the moment he has to get the ball anywhere near his foot, he is the worst player in the competition. Well, there's a man running around for us who's eerily similar to that. Yeah, got a medal too. No, I'm thinking of a different man who did not get a medal. Oh, it's like okay. Chewbacca, did not get a medal. Despite playing a part in the win, he was overlooked. Um, speaking about Liam Jones. Oh, got yeah. him in the, well, he can do that. He can him, do that. Mention him a bit later on. But yeah, look, don't just kick two packs, which is going to play entirely into those big Hawthorne defenders' hands. That, that's their bread and butter. Keep kicking it to us. Big packs of four, five, six guys. We'll be able to equalise it. Fantastic. You want Harry on the lead. Yeah, absolutely. You want Jack isolated on Space or whoever. and movement and you, all that want, sort of stuff. That's it. That's it. You want Eddie Betts trying to isolate CJ and create one-on-ones that just make him a little bit nervous and he has to be clean, etc. We, we just we just really didn't do that. We really didn't challenge those defensive pillars well enough, I didn't think. Um, chicken salads, gentlemen. Um, I mean, without wanting to you know, overplay our hand... This guy... It's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous what this guy's doing. His first half was... His first quarter in particular... Irrepressible. He was just taking the mickey, wasn't he? So in the the second half, they obviously clamped how how to him, or Mm. how how went to him to clamp him. Um, But in the first half in particular, he was just ridiculous. I think he had something like 500 metres gained in the first half. Wow. Playing on the ball. He's... Maybe it was 400. Doesn't stop. But you're just going, he's perpetual motion. Yep. Mm. And in the second half, he gave away a few free kicks, but it's it's because he was just... One of them was a disgrace. <laughs> there was a lot of a disgrace. One yeah. of them was when he was legitimately trying to play, win the ball. He slides in to desperately win the ball in the middle of the ground, and then he gets wrapped up immediately and it's a free kick. Yeah. That's just not what the game's about. No. So that was disappointing. I thought he was just exceptional again. He's... Um, Got a commanding lead in the Prenders, and I think he'll poll maximum votes again this week, which will take him to an even more ridiculous lead. I think he leads by like 30. I think he's got three clear games. Well, it was unanimous, our votes this week. So he'll have... Which was fascinating. What about the fan vote? Was that... I haven't done that yet. What's he been doing, Tim? I like it. Mate, you need to wind your head in. You're full-time on the Prendercast. big fat head. You need to wind it back in like a turtle (coughs) because I've had enough of your shit. Don't you dare have a go at Timbo for coughing when you were just dicking around not five minutes ago. Coffee, Tim? I asked for one not half an hour ago. Thank you, Fab. What's this guy You're a good do- man. What's this guy doing, Tim? What's this guy doing? <laughs> I never know what she's doing <laughs> back, back there. there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, the gall of this man, literally turns up. He doesn't even turn up. We turn up to him on the podcast. He doesn't do anything. He just turns up. Sometimes he doesn't even watch the game. I make the coffees. We cover for him. Get your mic away from the machine, dickhead. <laughs> I did that intentionally. I know. And then he's gone, oh, just, we haven't done the votes. He literally does nothing. I bring the gold. On the pod. People, nothing. Love, people love what I bring. Doesn't even do notes. Had enough of your my shit. My brain is my notes. It's not working. Cheers, Tim. Thanks, uh, Another chicken salad, unquestionably, was the performance of Sam Doherty. Um, yep. And this is where credit, we give credit where credit... Positional change has been good. We give yeah, credit where great. credit's due. People crap on about being negative or whatever. When credit's due, you get it. The coach's box decision, there's, there's a few f- facets to this. 
Nick Newman coming back into the team. Zach Williams going more behind the ball. Yep. Sam Doherty being released to a wing sort of near the ball. It's helped both players. It's helped everyone involved. Yep. So it's sensible coaching. Yep. It's, it's well done. It deserves a shout-out. And on the weekend, these are ideas from the box that get a thumbs up. They're worth trying because he was super early – and what that did was disrupt what Hawthorne were trying to do, what, what Hawthorne expected. Yep. They could have reasonably expected Doherty to come up onto a wing because he did the week before. But they're not going to make locking him a priority. No. They're going to make Cripps and Walsh. But then Doherty's start meant that, oh, shit, mm. got to react to that. And he's playing that role, the guy on the defensive side of the stoppage, which is... Sort of the stopper. Mm. I like it. And then what that's done as well is a few shifts and a few changes... Stock has been allowed to get up on the ball a little bit more as well. Yeah. So Doc is sort of the poster boy for these shifts. Whilst I still think structurally and tactically there is still some things that need to be worked out, I think positionally things are looking a little bit better as, as far as our, the makeup of our side. Absolutely. And as I said, Doc, Doc kind of typifies that. Yep. The broader changes as, as one in isolation is his, his move, and, and he, he played really, really well. Timbo, I thought early in the game particularly... Probably till about the 25-minute mark of the second quarter, we did a really good job at creating turnover. Yes. Our field position, I thought, was still too conservative to capitalise on that turnover. On the TV, it probably doesn't come across that, but at the game itself, we, we, would, we would create the spill, we would gather the spill, but then we still didn't quite have the attacking field pos- or the attacking shape ahead of the ball yep. to then go on the attack and make them, make them hurt because... Still pushed up, was still a bit high. Yep, that was frustrating. You went; those guys aren't actually really influencing the turnover. So push them a little bit deeper. Don't have them all running back toward goal. And and that's what we sort of said a week or two weeks ago is is we need more people that are running at the ball. And I always say to my under thirteens, any lead you make creates space in behind you. I think we even said this last week. Yeah. So there there needs to be a little bit more intelligence in he's, movement. He's, he's rerunning. He's rerunning a point. Oh, that's what I said to my boys this weekend too. It's unacceptable. <laughs> what consistency in your message as a coach? Yeah. <laughs> How be, dare you? Be unpredictable. <laughs> Scattergun. As, uh, as run forward, no run back. <laughs> as Stevie G says down at the post office, a predictable postman can be controlled. Uh, what are you doing? Timbo slurping loudly. It's not that loud. I've got the headphones on too. It ain't that loud. It's taking a... Bit of a few teething problems with the headphones. These two wild fucking farm animals. <laughs> Sorry, Sophie. Just getting used to it. Shout out, Sophie. Uh, what I did like, Timbo, too, we played with a goalkeeper. Who was that? Plowman at times. Yeah, he was the guy yeah. kind of sitting back deep, and which meant that, once again, if you want to hack the ball forward, you can't. There's no space. And they were prepared to push their man up a little bit higher again. It was just sensible. It's so sensible. Just play with him 25 metres back from where he would normally be. Yep. And that way, he can defend basically a third of the field, no matter which way the ball comes in. It's Played just common sense. Played a good game too, Plowman. Sorry? We'll Played a good it. game too, Plowman. Yep. We'll talk about him. I'm sure we will. Surely. Oh, we may as well talk about it now, I suppose. Um, hopefully what comes back, I think I'll put the tweet up. That is, in racing terms, that's a, it's a racing incident. It's, it's unfortunate. Sometimes two guys come together on an F1 track and you go, that's just an accident. You've, you've come uh, together. Yeah. There's no one to blame as such. You've what's, just come together. What's irritating me is the fact that you hear people saying he didn't make an attempt to mark it. He's running. The attempt is he's running 
into spoil. that space. I don't even think he's trying to spoil. He's running. I see the ball. I'm going to run to it. And all of a sudden, he goes, oh, I'm not going to get there. But he did. But he does. Yeah, but he, I, what's his name? Um, Amira, Amira gets Amira. there fractionally earlier than him. So what? And hits him. Plowman's not so late, it's crass. Plowman it's not doesn't like he's to... marked it, landed, and then he's cannoned into it. No. They've both leapt in. They but, both, Amira doesn't mark the ball. They've tried to occupy the same Space. spot yeah. at the same yeah, time. Right. And Amira just fractionally gets there before him. So that, yeah. it's, I don't see it. Is he entitled to compete? Yes. yes. That's exactly right. And that's the bit that... There's been this shift now to, oh, old mate got hurt. Well, Michael Christian's had an absolute nightmare. He's had a shocker, hasn't he? He's got three three that are appealing the decisions already. He is on the ludes big time yeah. this week. Old Steve because Madden. I don't know if he's on the ludes as such. The the Holman one's even worse. It's horrendous. It's the worst I've ever seen. That's, a hold, that's holding the ball. I'm not even sure how that could be. That's it, all it is. That's holding the ball. It Didn't was even get paid that. holding the ball. But this is the problem. So they're now assessing this is the issue, the inconsistency of the MRO. Now the outcome does matter. You know, Michael Christian doesn't realise that Nick Holman's left Carlton. Well. Is, I reckon, part of the issue. Still got that musk on him. Yeah. But that, that idea of the outcome meant everything in that case. But with Zach Williams on Hunter Clark, it meant oh, nothing. Correct. So the inconsistency... What about Michael Gibbons when he got cleaned up and there was no suspension for that at all It as should well? be pretty easy. Unfortunately, they've betrothed themselves to this ridiculous criteria, this checklist. Mm. Just get one guy, Michael Christian, whoever it is, and he just goes, it's a week. Or yep. it's two weeks. It's rough conduct. It's a week. And what's Brett, Brent Hardigan worth? Kyle Hardigan. Kyle, him too. Yeah, <laughs> Brent's worth nothing. Um, Kyle's got three. Brett Hardigan used to play at Coburg uh, and Richmond, didn't it's he? It's a deep pool. I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. Um, he got three. So you, you're saying would, that... Would you have happily seen that given six? You're seeing, but this is the problem. This is, again, you're seeing him deliberately elbow... A hundred metres off the ball. ...to the face. hundred metres off the ball. And you're giving him three. Yep. And you're giving Lockie Plowman two. Who got elbowed in the face by David Asprey. Well, that's by the by, but you're, you're giving him two for... Competing. Uh, competing for the ball. Fairly. He got to the ball. Amira hadn't marked the ball. Yep. They arrived at the same time. He actually effectively spoils the ball. Yep. The whiplashing motion is obviously jarring for Amira. This that's the inconsistency. It's, that's incidental contact. And that's the problem. Yep. It's a football incident. It's yep. unfortunate that Amira has been harmed. But this idea that oh well, he didn't he didn't play out the game it was the twenty seven minute mark of the last oh, quarter. Exactly right. You're making a <laughs> few assumptions there, aren't you? <laughs> Gilding the lily a bit. It was the twenty. Well, based on the fact they kicked two goals in thirty seconds at the end of the last show, and they could have had a forty point win. Yeah, that's but true. We did keep him to two goals in the second half, so... That is two. Uh, it was good to see Croops back to the channeling. He might be a listener of the pod. Channeling, I know that uh, sounds like, based on my LinkedIn views, that someone's a listener of the pod. <laughs> or is at least familiar <laughs> with some of it. Um, we, we, were you going to mention who? No, no, not at all. Croops uh, channeling the hashtag 12 metres gained. A lot more handoff, a lot more distribution... A lot less kicking. If Cooper's got negative metres gained, I wouldn't. That's good. I'd like it. Good Keep result. It simple. Every time you get it, give it to Doc. Give it to someone, Williams, whoever. But again, that message seems to have got through. That change of role seems to have got through. A change of philosophy and mindset for him is benefiting us, no question. Yep. Speaking of the man we want running past, Zach Williams' best game for the club. Um, and I think importantly, too, it's a really good... The role that they've reassigned him to is actually... I think it's released the pressure valve on him. Has it kept it simpler? I think he was feeling the pinch of, geez, I'm not playing good footy and I'm on a lot of money and that noise is getting louder. Mm. That builds more pressure. 
So he goes back to a more familiar role. He had 764 metres gained on the weekend. He was fantastic. Yep. He, went, he, he was, was brilliant. He, he was great. He went perfect. And that for him is a win. And kicked a goal. And kicked a goal. But it's a, it's a tick. And you go... He's got a great kick on him, but it doesn't look great. He's got a very high ball drop, but it's, it's effective. But he's... Yeah. He's a good kick, but without... Ange Christo had a very high ball drop too, but he was just... The eye, as he kicked it, was just magnificent. And his understanding of how to execute was... I think he was a really. Ange had a familiarity too with his draw. Yeah, he did. So where to, buddy? We spoke about earlier, but that idea of where do I hit the ball, knowing it'll draw back around. Correct. Um, and another really pleasing sign, I thought Tom De Koning was very, very good early in the game. And look, I think young Ned Reeves was a good matchup for him coming back. Reeves debut. De Koning's come back from a significant stint out. Um, obviously, McAvoy took a little bit of the ruck, and he's a very seasoned uh, campaigner. But but early in the game, I loved uh, De Koning's. Dynamism, Fabaganoush. Is that a word? Uh, yes, it certainly is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. He's um. He puts himself in and amongst it. Nice um. Nice mark in the goal Big square. In the goal square. I like <laughs> the kick wasn't. Uh, Jesus, he did nearly miss it from he, he six metres. He out. laughed his head off too, and um, after the kick, but um, you know, he he did. He, and he competed. And I thought actually, it's not Hawthorne podcast. I actually didn't mind Reeves's game. He was alright either. So yeah. um. Ned Reeves and the Wonder Stuff. He's um a very big boy, isn't he? What is he? Two hundred and seven centimeters. Two eleven. Two eleven. Jesus, he's a big unit. He's a big unit, <laughs> and he's got to get like he he's, See, got, he's got the frame to fill out too. Tom's a ruckman, but Tom's not bigger than Harry. They're about the same height. Mm. I think Harry's just got a tiny bit on him. Yeah, he'd be two oh two maybe. Yeah. Well, if Fab was right, it'd be a first. So I'm probably inclined to lean on Timbo here. What Statman Carruthers over there, Timbo? I'm probably inclined to. You know, go with him on the heights of the relative players. All right, we'll see. I know there was a photo of Mackay next to De Conning. Were they back to back? Next to one another, and I reckon Harry just had him. I, I actually took so, a lot so, of interest so in that. So TD, I'm right. TDK was wearing flats. <laughs> Harry had a Cuban heel. Wait, what are you measuring him off, Timbo? Profile pictures. That's the case. Matt Owies is the tallest player at the club. <laughs> he's the eye test. The eye test. He just thinks he's waters. Um... So yeah, that was that was some positives. Any other positives? Any other chicken salads for us before we move on to the chicken shits? Uh, I really the moment in the game that I really enjoyed, or there was two. Um, Harry Mackay's big goal yes. came from Stocker's inside fifty. Yes, and he literally there was a ball up on the wing, and he literally ran on off the bench, came on the defensive side. He came on right in the nick of time. Right in the nick of time, the ball gets knocked down. I think it ends up to Michael Gibbons and he runs past for the handball. He's been on the ground for literally three and a half seconds, grabs the ball, bangs it inside. Well, it didn't actually go inside 50 because it was probably marked on the on or just outside the 50, but you thought way to go to impact the game immediately. There's some of it, but there's whether it's a happy coincidence or not. There is a bit of an art to playing short-handed like in the ice hockey, playing short-handed for a moment. Yep. To benefit you when they least expect it. I don't. I'm not saying that's a set play. Well, they didn't the have the opportunity of, to be able to match him up, get the setups the right, and he, he was free and dangerous. It makes sense to go if the ball's nowhere where that spare man can affect it. Just hold. Mm. Just hold for a little bit, and then if you can release him when we did, like that's just good footy. And some teams do do it. They recognise the opportunity, and maybe we did in that moment, which was good. Did you have another moment? The other key moment was Jack Silvani out on the. Southern stand wing, getting forward to just on the edge of 50 and then the kick inside to the space, Eddie Betts higher up in the middle of the ground. Excellent. Yep. Uh, that, 
the kick, Covering the space. Yeah, it, well, it was. There was a lot of um, a lot of pressure that he put on to be able to help release him, but the kick by Silvani was just. This might be a good segue. Who does he ignores? Sean's mate Ed. Ed's clear, calling for it, screaming for it, and Sauce's like, no. Ed took a bounce, took another one, and delivered it inside fifty. Yes, Ed. If we need someone just to rainbow kick this one up into fifty, now, I can do I, that I, comfortably. I, I reckon, and I'm going off. Off your, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. Your countdown. What do you call that? that your run your sheet. Your run sheet. Yep. We'll give you some time to clarify your position on Ed Kerner. We will not be... Not we, your position on Ed Kerner. Carlton, we, the Carlton Football Club, yep. we, not you, idiot. Because there's a misconception out there, more No, on, basically, we will not improve whilst Ed Kerner is getting a game. When Ed Kerner is squeezed out of our team, that is a great result for us because it means that somebody with more poise, more polish, has taken his place. Yep. That, that's what it is. And this, this idea I've said it in the past of being betrothed or wedded to good triers. And no one tries harder than Ed. And Ed does do certain parts of his role very well. Like the shutdown part of his role. I don't, I don't know if he's as effective at that anymore as people I, I, think he is. I think to it's, be honest. it's... He can still run. He can still run, but I'm not sure when he, when he goes and locks people down. Like he, I still he think on, he's probably the best player at the club to do that. He was on Mitchell for a little bit. That's that's the worst forty position game I've ever seen. He was I don't disagree he was with that. Taking the game away from us. He's had tw- he's had that's a Gary Ablett in his prime forty positions. He was that's take- twenty possessions. He was taking the game away from us. He and Warple in the third quarter were destroying us. Every time Warple got a kick, they the commentators called Tom Mitchell. They were tearing us. Yes. If it was you, thank God it wasn't Fab because it would have had a third asshole. <laughs> Those two of them were tearing us <laughs> apart. Um, no, I just think that Ed. Been a fantastic servant of the football club, but we, when he's squeezed out of the team, will take it'll be it'll be great. It'll be a great Philip for the team because there's every likelihood that the player that replaces him will be able to kick the footy better, um, make better decisions, will be able to affect the game, you know, more in the front half of the field. That's what I mean. This I, is- look, I think he's a very unique footballer because there are times and instances on the football field. That when Ed, when Ed Kerner gets in the vicinity of the ball in the contest, he's exactly the right footballer for Carlton to be right there yep. in that instance. Just to hack the ball forward blindly. Yeah, but well, second, what, second, second, second half on the weekend was a good example. He of played, it. he played really well in the yep. second half, and and you've got to did be able he? to give him credit. Yeah, he did. no, he did, he really did. But then there are times when the ball, f- you know, spills to Ed, and he's the last bloke on the list you actually want with ball in hand, and and. He still surprises every now and again with a couple of big goals what and all was that your sort comment of stuff. On the weekend, Timo, can we take <laughs> Ed's kicking license away? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what. Yeah, it just at times you just go, you're not the bloke that needs to be kicking that ball. So I'm not saying. I think people sometimes you don't say drop him now, but you're saying uh, we will be. <laughs> maybe we will be a better. You're exactly right. We will be a better team when somebody from below comes up and squeezes him out. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't but it's think just that's... when is it? Who is it and how does it happen? And it might not happen for three years. Oh, Jesus Christ, he's 32 in October or whatever Okay, well, I'm just making a point. If we don't replace him in three years... Is he 32? He's 31 at the moment, yeah. Yeah. So what we need to do, like I said, is that we've got a, we've had over the last period of you know 10 or 15 years, we've had a lot of players who are willing soldier ants who give it their all, they front up every week and they give a good account of themselves and nobody typifies that better than Ed Kerno. Um, the fact that he's going to play 200 games of football for the Carlton Football Club is, is a testament to that. Yep. 
Um, but in the same breath, you can acknowledge that, geez, he's got some shortcomings that wouldn't be tolerated or rewarded is the wrong word in a better team. Yep. They just wouldn't have a place for him. So for us to get better requires a better quality of footballer. And I think he's one of the guys on the list that will be squeezed out quicker than some realise. Yep. If that better quality of football comes in. I don't disagree. Because yep. who's going to win you a big final? Like, quite seriously, if you're looking at a list of player, and you're going, big final, you need poise, you need class. These are bad examples, potentially. You do sometimes need a bit of grunt too. No, you do, maybe. But at the same time, Ed or Lockie Fogarty, in a, in a big game, we're going to, geez, we're going to win this game. Going to need someone to potentially take their chances. Yeah, look, I'd probably be saying you'd be looking at Fogarty. Yeah, Cunners. Oh, fuck, if only he was upright, yeah. Stock. Mm. You sort of going through these guys going, yeah. I'd be prioritising I'm, I'm, I'm not sinking the boots into Ed. And I, I, the reason I brought it up, I wanted you to have I think the, it's good to buy. Yeah, now have that, the ability to clarify, because there's, there's some people who have, not come for Sean, but have, 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 have queried his dislike for Ed, and Sean doesn't dislike Ed. No. Well, it's, it's, I think I think people have had. There's a misconception out there, and Sean had to point out to someone that a couple of weeks ago, six Sean, weeks ago, you gave him BOJ. You gave him BOJ because when he's good, he's good. It's just that Sean's saying to, for us to holistically become a better football team, players like Ed, players like Levi, Jones, even player, not 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 need to be dropped, need to be forced out of the well, team. Well, they need to be upgraded. Yeah. It's not sacked, retired, punished. Mm. You need to look at players that have little shortcomings here and there, and you need to think, how do we upgrade this position? And I think you're right. You you can take a snapshot at Carlton, whether it's the 22 that runs out on the weekend or who you look overall is our best 22, because obviously there's a difference. You've always got to sit there and go, how will we get better? You know, in what position? Is it is it organic growth in individual players or is it going to be party A is going to be replaced by party B? And, and you know, you sit there and you're going, we're, we're working really, really hard to be able to bring more midfielders through our team to be able to find a better complement moving forward. And there's a widely held belief that we don't have enough key position defenders or forwards, supposedly, um, to be able to continue to get better into the future. Because... If one of our key defenders does go down, it's very, very questionable as to how we cover them. But even for the long term, who's our project key defender to replace Jones in three years' time or whatever the time frame is? Now, once upon a time, we were grooming a Jesse Glass McCasker and we had... Um, who was the bloke? My, he's my pulled boy, one out of the archives. Harry Harrison... McCready. McCready, who I didn't, I didn't hate. I didn't, but, I didn't. But he probably wasn't going to end up being a... Number one key defender. Which is but why, Timbo, though, you can make an argument. We're going to talk about something else in this boat shortly. This is why you could make an argument that dropping a Ben Silvani off the list was premature. I agree. Just from a project, 40th player on the list. Was Hugh Goddard injured, I think? Didn't he have some body problems? He was sort of, unfortunately for him. He'd been on the list for a while as well. He had a lot of opportunities. He just couldn't quite get himself he up to in, play week and week and week. And okay. I think it's really important to also say... When Carlton Football Club turns around and says, we're not going to continue on with the Hugh Goddard experiment. Um, what, did he say? what did he say his name was? Harrison McCready. Yep. 
Ben Silvani experiment, it's not like somebody else picked him up immediately. No, so that 17 is, teams have the chance here. If they're, if they're watching um, that is and, true, and there's an opportunity to be able to resurrect his career... I just think there's some very obvious deficiencies in our list that would have been served, you know, acknowledging with those last couple of list spots. And look, realistically, Nick Austin is going to be reviewing his list and he's going to know where his holes are and he's going to know what he wants to be able to fill... But there also has to be players of the ilk to be able to fill it as well. And I, and I think the million-dollar question at times will be, if you need another key defender, do you recruit an 18-year-old kid who you hope is going to be good in four years' time, or are you going to go to free agency or trade to be able to get something in that you think that you don't have? That's where the list manager earns his money, Timbo. Absolutely. And so if you've got too much of one thing, sometimes you've got to be able to trade to be able to get the balance right. Yep. Or, or say we have enough kids on our list and be prepared to trade an early draft pick to be able to get what you need. But it's, given that we've done that with Adam Saad last year, I'd like to think we keep our first round of this year. They'll be trading kids. They'll be trading Dow and Samo. Well, that, that would seem at the moment, they're the ones that have currency that are not necessarily fitting the bill for us at the moment. I see Samo going for Adam Chera or a deal that involves Adam Chera. Just between me and you, is Adam Chera that much better than the kids we have at the moment but refuse to play? Potentially, Sean. No, but... But he gets, a, he gets exposure. This is what you've got to throw into the bargain. Is Adam Chera worth one of those kids and something else and twice what we'd be paying those kids? That's the net package. I'm looking at this Adam Chera thing going, from what I've seen of him, good player, played Skill, well on the weekend. Skillful. Skillful, which we need, clearly. But when you go, well, we're going to give up a Samo and something and we're probably going to pay him twice what we're paying Samo, then the net starts to become a bit head-scratching. You start to go, oh, okay, that's a bit... If you had to pay a first-rounder and Samo for him for Chera and Frio's second-rounder, are you doing the deal? Yes. If, all, if, if it's... We're also paying him... You're more. also paying him more and you're trying to pay Cripps and you're trying to ha- pay Harry Mackay Harry. and have money for the man. Yeah, but Samo's not getting the game. No, no, I'm, I'm getting it. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to move on to the chicken shits. Why did you play the... Can we just mention Mark Murphy's third quarter? You Be careful, Timbo, because Mark Murphy uh, is he's in a lot of people's guns. No, look, I get that he is, I, I, and, and I understand why, but when the game was on the line... And this is... Sorry, can I just interject one second? How sorry, is he Timo. in people's guns? How is he in people's guns, yet I can't say, geez, we'll be a better team when Ed is replaced. Yeah. And then in the same breath, people going, fuck Murph. Yeah. You go, Murphy's been a champion of the football club, mate. Yeah. Like, let's just cool our jets before we're protecting one guy at the expense of him. Yeah, but it's also, Murph's not playing in his natural position. Well, he's hardly... Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> he's hardly <laughs> he's hardly Mr. Miyagi. He's done it. He's done it. He's won one. He's got one away. What were you gonna to say, Timbo? Oh no, I just I just think Ed, we we could all feel the momentum of the game. We could. Um we we'd we'd put it on the record that we were clearly a better side than Hawthorne. It was it was obvious to anyone watching we were the best team on the ground. And at stages it's in not the third exactly quarter. A Cox plate field, no, this, this is exactly right. Um, and third quarter we were behind and we needed somebody to say, this stops now, this changes, and we're going to re-arrest control over this game. And I think Mark Murphy did it better than anybody else when it needed to be done. I agree completely. We're going to move on to the chicken shits now. 
we were a bit too cute when we hadn't yet won the game. We had the game in control. We went a bit early with the Globetrotter stuff. We were a bit too cute. We were our own worst enemy. Gave up a series of very cheap goals at the end of both the first and second quarters. Um, clearly, you mentioned Timber, our second half. It was much better in that regard. Made it very, very difficult for them to score. But we, we just... that Mind game you, they can't score anyway. But that game awareness, that sense of game awareness, to where <coughs> these guys struggled at Timber. These guys struggle to score. You can't give them the cheap goals we gave them. No, exactly right. And we just... Time and time again, we had bad Eric Bailly from Jonesy. Jonesy, just bad Eric Bailly on the weekend. A lot of... Pete, Pete's starting to notice too. He goes, Jonesy will take like a hanger and then, <laughs> and then just give it away. And I said, that, you, you've got to take the good and the bad with Jonesy. Agree completely. Um, our structure for to centre, we touched on it briefly, needs to be touched on in the chicken shits. It's just, it's not good enough. We speak a lot about our structure around stoppage, but our structure for to centre... He's just not good enough. And I don't think it's going to be made better by a fit Charlie Kerner or a fit Mitch McGovern or a fit Jack Martin because that's the way we play with them anyway. You can't just be bombing the ball. We'll be better ball. because individually they're better. But you can't just be bombing the ball onto people's heads. No. If I'm the defensive coach of the opposition, I'm going beautiful. Well, it just seems when you watch us, when, when we're 70 metres out from goal, when we do go short or then go on the 45 into the corridor and look for the space on the fatter side of the ground where there is genuine space, we just look a better side. Absolutely. Like, it's so rare that that bomb long actually creates anything at all. And, like, you don't want to force the kick wide and corridor because, obviously, it's the hardest place to defend if you turn it over. But exactly as you sort of say, in that position, they want to kick us to the out number. And and so you sit there and you're going, why would we do what they want to do? You've just got to be a little bit more patient. And I guess the challenge also is, and you hear the stats and you hear a lot of the experts say, um, we are the worst kicking side in the competition, so why are you then trying to pick off a short pass in a better position if, if the statistics say... It's not your one wood. Because we're the best markers-up team in the competition. Yeah, yeah. So there needs to be... like you Again, you would like to think that if, if us three nuff-nuffs can see it, uh, are the experts in our coach's box and our, our coaching crew, are they, are they pulling apart what we're doing and saying the kick needs to be X and the kick needs to be Y and seeing the, the, this is the angles and the well, avenues we need to be taking? Given that we keep doing it. Well, no. this is the thing. You know, is the worm turning? Are they are they seeking to get better, or is what we're seeing all we're going to get until there's substantial change? There's reinforcements. Yeah, who knows? Uh, fitness, Fabergadouche. We faded away in late in quarters mm. again. Looked a bit out our feet, and that's when Hawthorne played their best footy when we were really gasping. Yeah, there's well, there's not much to add to that. I, I agree. It's just, and that's conditioning. And I don't think it's too early in the season to be saying that we're in this training block that we're going to be preparing for the end of the season. We've been in a heavy training block since 2018. (laughs) I just don't think we're conditioned well enough to play out 30-minute quarters. And they are legit 30-minute minimum quarters. And two, I think, in a style of play as well. Yeah. It feels like we're not conditioned to play the style of play we want to. We play on, is it more than any other team? 
in the competition. So that, re- that requires a huge amount, amount of, of endurance. aerobic fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's still an issue. Um, we also don't take, and it's a small um, little example, but like always mark the ball in the goal square. Take your time. Take your time. Take oh. take the full. We were, in fairness, it's a good point. Uh, I am yawning. We were quite good at that in the last quarter, shortening the quarter. Yep. We've got the lead. We don't, quote unquote, we don't need goals. Let We've them, got the lead. Let them do it. Let them do the work. Slow the game down. Kick mark, kick mark, kick mark. Harry takes his full 30. I think Eddie took his full 30. And some idiot thought he was just wasting time. Harry McKay. That's, that's what you do. Like, you, go, you take the full time. You let the clock run down. That's just clever yeah. game management. Just, just run But it was clock. as if he was going to say, oh, he's wasted time and now he's just going to do a bailout kick to the top of the square. No, no. This guy is the premier forward in the competition and he's going to bang the a premier. Premier. Uh, another chicken shit. Smashed in clearance. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. You You shouldn't... You shouldn't be slaughtered at clearance like we're getting slaughtered when you have arguably the best clearance player in the competition. You oh, shouldn't. Great. So centre bounces are one thing. A lot of people are giving Kingy. Then Kingy sometimes suggests A centre bounce is a random occurrence. It is. Yep. It's four on four. Mm-hmm. How does the ball bounce? Comes off hands. It, it is a random occurrence. It happens fewer occasions than a, around the ground stoppage of a ball up or a ball in. But we should not be getting smashed like we are. When we've got Crips. Well, there are textbook clearances and then there's a little bit of chaos that, you know, where it falls relative to where bodies are and the ability to be able to get a block on another guy to be able to release somebody else. It can sometimes just fall your way. Absolutely. And sometimes you can be outpointed by better craft and positioning and all that sort of stuff. And the, and the question becomes when you have a day like that where you've been, you know, significantly beaten, has it been outsmarted or was it just not your day and the ball didn't bounce our way? Absolutely. And, and they're the, part of the questions that you've got, to, you've got to pull apart. The frustrating thing relative to all that, Fab, is that we've got a guy like Paddy Dow who is, as a junior, was a clearance winning machine who we just don't want to give the opportunity... Even is even in the seniors, is a clearance We just don't machine. want to give him the opportunity he's to short. lend the support yeah. he would be able to provide in that problem part of the ground. Any shortcomings he has had at senior level have not been in the clearance stakes. It's been, you know, he's delivering inside 50 at his disposal and things like that. But um, Well, he should be 12 metres gain as well. Yeah. But he does have that breakaway, though, doesn't he? Handball it to someone running past. Oh, I get that. But well, then, then that's... Eight metres gained. Well, well, he's taken some yardage by foot. Does that count? Yeah. So just between me and you, we, we speak here about clearance. You're single-handedly keeping this segment alive. Well, because you single-handedly do nothing. <laughs> so one of us has to do something. I just looked up the heights of Harry Mackay. We spoke about that 15 minutes ago. I know. Let I'm saying go. I was right. Harry's a centimetre taller. Well, Timbo did That's say. exactly what I said. Exactly what and what Timbo is it? Said. 203 and 202? 203 and 204. There you go. Sorry. There you go, Timbo. I stand corrected. Yeah, there you go, Timbo. <laughs> Fab's got his win back. Hulk Hogan over here holding grudges until he gets his win. Fabomania. Um, just between me and you. Let's see him rip open the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to see that at all. No, no we don't. Um, 
Obviously, I was out at uh, the beautiful Icon Park yesterday. Yes, and uh, and witnessed. Good to see the, that you survived the fire hazard that is the Gardener Stand. Uh, good to see that you follow my work on the social media. I was in the Gardener Stand just to rile Fab up a little bit. Place is a death trap. Yeah. <laughs> Were you in like your um... in a hazmat suit? Yeah, it's exactly what I was. I was like say. Um, Jeremy Renner in the Hurt Locker yes. as I walked in, but. So that game, you know, Box Hill ended up winning the game comfortably by 84 points. Now, we spoke earlier about stoppage dominance. What Box Hill were able to do is control stoppage, which is so crucial to the result. I'll give you some stats here. Plus 44 hitouts, plus 23 clearance, plus 26 inside 50, plus 19 scoring shots. That is all related, gentlemen, to our lack of ruck cover. Correct. So Mark, um, was it John Segler, sorry, boxed, uh, rucked for Box Hill yesterday. Premiership Ruckman. Uh, Sexy playing the Premiership, I surely. I don't think he is. Did, that, did an ACL at one point. Not sure, not sure whether... he's a Premiership yeah, Ruckman. I reckon he is. But at AFL-caliber AFL Ruckman, playing in the twos, Carlton obviously did not have anybody comparable in terms of talent or experience. And Segler was the dominant player on the ground. He brutally exposed our lack of, our lack of um, that, that genuine Ruck option, which it all filters down, Timbo. It all means that... A guy like a Matty Kennedy has his work cut out for him. Samo has his work cut out for him. We're not going to be getting first hands to the ball. Nunes, they have their work cut out for them because we're just not going to be controlling that first touch at the stoppage. <laughs> so, VFL Premiership run. <laughs> 2013. But I mean, that, that, so that's, that's the thing where you go, for us, we did not fill a void on our list, which was obvious at the time. There is a mid season draft in which I think we'll a probably matter of days. Might take a Ruckman. But the problem with that is now that apparently the, the better quality or touted Ruckman are sort of kind of spoken for a little bit in that mid-season draft. So they reckon the guy that they're saying should be the number one draft pick has not yet nominated. He'd apparently nominated today. There you go. Thank you. But so just between me and you, you go, we've been speaking about this Ruck problem for a while and then the filter down effect of that is it makes our twos uncompetitive, yep. which makes it hard for those midfielders in the twos that to do are wanting anything. to impact to impact and look fairness to um, I don't know if I've got the stats here I did have the stats I don't think I've got them um, fairness to a guy like Matty Kennedy I think he finished with 33 Lockie O'Brien had low 20s but but did a lot of really good work between the arcs a lot of rebound 50s inside 50s like Samo was really poor he only had the 13 touches but he laid the most tackles on the ground yeah, he had 10 tackles I so think. you're sort yeah. of going look he's at least he was kind of working in that sense it wasn't mm-hmm. like he's not getting the ball and he's not doing anything else um, he, as I said, he, he led all comers on the ground with tackles. So, from a Carlton point of view, a pretty disappointing showing, but unfortunately, one that you could probably see coming mm. based on. And it doesn't allow f- for our, like you said, the second tier players to develop in the twos when it's so structurally unbalanced, mm. given that we don't have. A ruckman is a pretty important part of the team. Well, particularly when you're, you're rucking, like I think Segler had nine clearances. It's pretty good. So not only did he have 33 hitouts, he had nine nine clearances on his own, and he would have laid off another. And that's not I a said, hit to somebody else because the hit no. that goes to it's his clearance, so he's getting it by hand yeah. somehow. There, other that's a pretty good effort. So yeah, I don't. I look, look. I sound like a broken record. I don't understand. It seems to be list management 101 that. Once Matthew Cruiser retires, you just have to replace You have to replace him. him. A developing guy, an experienced guy, you have to replace him so that you are going to always have... You have to have three Ruckman on the list. You have to. Yeah. 
And genuine ruckman, it's not such Levi a, can play the ruck or you, he can play the ruck. Or you guys know your American sports much much better than I. But it, what's the comparable sort of thing in an NFL program where you're like, well, it's not so much a quarterback. quarterback. It's not so much a quarterback. No, maybe, it is strictly, hmm. but the sense that we hope you're not needed, but we're going to need to have three of you in reserve. Well, the the reality or is two of you in reserve. They can drop and supplement their list all throughout the season. They, they can. They got a lot more flexibility. Whereas we than what we we. Have. we not having that flexibility, need to be prepared for even better than what they are. Well, you almost need to have one additional spot, not not so much the developing ruckman, but the ready ready made replacement. Yeah. And 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 recruit that person with a view to most likely not have to play a game all season, but in case of emergency, break glass. We should have seen this coming and we didn't. And we're now paying for it at that lower level, which is a shame. Uh, which isn't helping anyone. No. Certainly not helping, yeah, like the guys I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on now to... You happy You've now? got mail. You happy now? Very happy. Yeah. That please you? I'm going to smack you tonight. I'm going to kick you in the face. So we are in the mailbox now. The Selection Dilemma has got in touch with us. Big fan of the pod. Thank you. Uh, are each of us happy with the margin and the outcome from the weekend? I felt like we needed to deliver a 30-plus point win for a pass mark. That's a very good point. Um, it was there to be had to 30-plus. I called Fitty last week. I think I said five goals was the pass mark. And if we take our opportunities early and don't have those late quarter fades, I think we end up running that game out comfortably. Timbo made the point last year, which is probably the best point he's ever made on the podcast. That's... I mean, it's, once again, it's it's not a great field. This is but, tantalising. <laughs> but he made the point post the Hawthorne game that that was the game we win and then don't lose to them for six, seven, eight years. Yeah, that's we, right. we go past them. Yep. We beat them that day. We put a nail in that coffin, Undertaker style. We put it up on the wall. Hawthorne, we don't worry about you anymore. Pin in the balloon, yep. Um, but we didn't. So the hoodoo lives. So we have to wait another year to overcome it. I think that was part of, for whatever reason... I think we were a bit afraid. Yep. We, we, we were scared of what might happen if we didn't win. Rather than just taking care of business, it was... They hung around like a bad smell and and, and our boys were all sitting there going, shit, is it going to happen again? They were the turd that wouldn't flush. Hopefully now they're flushed. Um, <laughs> Ewan, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. E-U-A-N. Yeah, that's Ewan. It's Ewan. Um, can we expect good inside 50 delivery with the following crew? Cripps, Kerno, Setterfield, Cottrell, Jones, etc. Even our better users lack composure. Doc Bombs and an even side is prone to doing it lately. Well, this is what we are speaking about earlier, that we, we spoke about Cripps, uh, sorry, Kerno specifically, didn't we? That his, his ball use generally, but particularly going inside 50, is not going to lead to goals. It's not invariably not you know, fast or accurate. And I don't think it's dangerous, and I don't think any defender is sitting there going, holy shit, Ed Kerno's got the ball in his hand. It just doesn't happen. And, it, and if it comes off... Our forwards are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, is that Ed? Oh, shit. Better just wait under this one. Oh, I, I agree with you. Feel free to chime in, Papa Ganesh. No, no, nothing more to add. Dynamite. <laughs> Dynamite, as usual. Uh, Marcus, uh, another good listener of the pod, personally was not happy with the result. I do expect more from this group, but as the weekend passed, I thought all of our leaders showed up when it counted uh, for one of the first times this season. 
It might not mean a lot against the Hawks at the moment, but we had to get the hoodoo off our back. Now it's time to back it up. Correct. Yep. Absolutely spot on. That's Some of these wins, it's weird where you kind of go... There's no question in there, by, which is a good statement. By hook or by crook, you have to beat this mob. Yep. And, and even if it ended up being a one-point win, whether it wasn't um, convincing or not, we just had to get the job done yep. and, and reaffirm a bit more of that belief in ourselves and what we've got. Because now there is an opportunity to build a little bit, little bit of momentum. It's just, are we good enough? Also, psychologically, from a point of view of, everyone's been saying they've only lost to the top four, they've only lost to to, to the good yeah. teams. We lose to Hawthorne, then all of a sudden, oh, well, no, they're, they're no good. They're no good at all. Whereas now, this re- re- actually, we might be all right We're in the players' of- mind. We might be all right. Yeah, we, we've we've lost to the good teams, but. We've got them out the way now. So yep. psychologically, it, it was we're, important to at least win. We're very much the inverse of Essendon. Essendon only beat bottom four teams, yep. Yep. Um, but get praised for well, what a scalp. 200 centimetres, Nick Cox. What a scalp. <laughs> you see what they did to the Kangaroos, Timbo? Yes. yes. See what they did to that dynamite, that Kangaroos lineup. Oh, my God. How did the Bombers get the better of them? Mind you, I hate them more than anyone, but at least they did it. I'd like to say when we play, I want to see if we can smack the living bejesus out of them. I still have Lindsay Thomas burnt into my brain. Oh, that. he loved to kick that, eight against he us. Was Didn't he kick eight goals, seven one night? Prick. Yeah. Friday he night. He kicked an inside-out torp. He kicked an inside-out torp. Those Friday night line. games, like who was it from um, from Richmond who said, oh, we'd love playing Carlton in their grand final every year? Shane Edwards. Shane Edwards. Friday night North Melbourne Carlton was always North's biggest game. Of the year. Yeah. And Lindsay Thomas were just... It was a debacle. It was not good. Uh, Where Corey was Nick Dogan when you needed him? Corey Jones always used to tear us apart yeah, as well. he did too. Um, Zerha literally did tear Jones apart a couple of years back as well. That's just shameful because I reckon without wanting to tempt fate from when we play them, Zerha and the big Suvalaki would have to be the worst one-two punch. Who's the big Suvalaki? Nick Larky. Oh. <laughs> They'd have to be the worst one-two punch in modern football. I reckon Zerha's a this nice a little footy player, but got rid he's, of he's a poor man's Jordan Dugowie. But this is the problem. that like Stop paying these guys so over the, like over the, the, over the odds when they're just, they're just okay players, North Melbourne. But who else are they going to pay? Well, this is the problem. You've they, get they've thrown, you've got to get rid of they've thrown the biggest bags of cash you've ever seen in your life. Oh, damn it. Fam, at, I've made this at, join at, in the at, chorus pod. At, at, at a handful. <laughs> and walked into and, this and one. They've, not, they've, they've not considered it. No. Shinbona pod, I don't know. Well, you raised it. You were I know, and I regretted Zerha, it. I regretted Larky, it immediately. one, two punches, I but you made a good it point. immediately. Um, Gav from the sunny coast, I thought Harry Mackay's goal said a lot about the player he's becoming. He stood up after battling all day to seal the game. I don't think he's ever kicked a goal like that. He's kicked some good goals, but he's never... He hasn't kicked a real important... He's never had to go set shot, go back, own the game, be the best player on the ground, and he just went bang. He snapped from 50 against St. Gilda. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but that was in play, and that was sort of a bit random. It was a good goal. Hey, but you know what I remember about that goal? Brad that Johnson, Brad Johnson like thought just it was pissing just on ordinary. his chips, going... Um, Durham, was, Durham's was going, that that's one of the it? goals of the year. That's how he goes, oh, I don't know about that. Oh. How's the physics on that? And Brad Johnson's going like, oh, oh you know, buddy, them, buddy, kick kicks, one a week. buddy kicks five of those all And Durham was trying to explain, yeah, but Buddy doesn't snap it yeah. from 50. It's a 50-metre snap. There's only one other bloke I've seen snap it that long. And Paddy, it Paddy Ryder can snap the ball from 70. Post high. He did one at Gold Coast one yeah, night. it was ridiculous. <laughs> it, was, it was outside 50 and he snapped it from the boundary. 
post high. The guy at Box Hill did it a couple of weeks ago. Emerson Jecker kicked it from Emerson like Jekka. kicked it like forty five meter check side, and it just went through post high. It was the most <laughs> ludicrous. Everyone's just going, what the, what the hell is this? You usually lose distance when you're doing those things. You, but just, uh, you just hit it like at the left hand goal post, and it just arced mm. back perfectly. And you sort of thought, it's oh, a goal. Well, mind you, but it went through legitimately went through thirty meters off the ground. Well, Harry did snap it from 50 against St Kilda. Sometimes he has snaps from like 25 out and they only just beat the defender. Yeah, (laughs) It's a bit weird. Uh, And then the last part of that from Gav was how much much a better side are we with JSOS? He's turning into a real leader. I think he is. I think it's that American football style leader of the offense. I think down in forward 50, he's such a a competitor. He plays with heart. He plays with smarts. I think he's such an important figure for us down there. He's fearless. I say it every week. He's a footballer. And he's fearless. He, He... He's not afraid to... What was his first act on the weekend, Timbo? Tackle. Yeah, well, that's what he does. Tackle. You just think someone who's had that many shoulder issues this season, you'd think he'd... He tackled a bloke over the boundary. But he did it with such... I remember saying that one. Vigor yeah. and force, you think... Nah. Fearless. He's a Silvani. Like, his dad His dad was fearless to the point of being an absolute maniac at times. Yeah, that's... That's, that's, that's the pod. That's the quote of the pod. He's a Silvani. <laughs> Spoken about Jack Silvani. Well done. It's good. I like it. Um, Kim <laughs> don't Bar- say we don't take the deep dives well, here. Let's say we're not scratching the <laughs> I, surface here. I did the research. This is turning into a genealogy. <laughs> no point Even doing the research and not, and not bringing it to pod. Sponsored by Ancestry.com, Timbo. That's what we get. <laughs> we got the DNA. We got the DNA. DNA to- tracer. It came back. He's uh, Steve Silvani's son. <laughs> What a get. Uh, Kim Dusting sort of follows that on a little bit. What has changed for JSOS to make him such an important player for us this year? Personally, I think it's been building for the last couple of years, but we just, unfortunately, due to injury, haven't been able to see it as often as we would like. Yep. It's just his competitiveness. Um, he's always alive in the contest. He's always dangerous. Um, He'd have an excuse. uses the ball well. He'd have an excuse about not being able to get a consistent run at it, but he's missed every second week. Mm, and yet yeah. when he comes back in, it's like he hasn't missed a beat. Uh, Kim goes on to say, I feel like the same evolution could be happening at the other end with Liam Stocker. Still early on, but impresses me more and more each week. Who would have thought it? That just playing the kid and giving him some minutes you know will actually improve him as a player. Yeah. What Stock has done is overtaken JSOS in the hair department. Phenomenal. Good hair. Stock's got the best hair at the club at the moment. Yeah, Zach Fisher? No. It's, it's a great tribute to Sticks, but yeah. it's not good hair. It's a lot of body. Very straight though. Very straight. That's yeah. what's wrong with that. Stick. No, no, I'm not saying there's anything. I just there, there's volume to. Uh, it's not as there. thick as like Steve Kernan's got. He must have some Asian in his ancestry because he's got that thick, coarse Asian hair. Sticks very thick. The strands are thicker what, than what, normal. You're, you're, on, you're on this genealogy track tonight. Not, <laughs> what's Steve DNA say? The, the ancestry dot com saying about that Asians have two percent Mongolian. <laughs> Asians have a, 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 a Stephen Kerner Khan. A, a more coarse. <laughs> oh, they'll come for you. <laughs> a more coarse. Stop coughing. <laughs> Sorry. Have um, you been tested? Do you live in Whittlesea? No, they haven't been the knife point of late either. Okay. Tested the sewage around Timbo's place. Mm. So it could be Stephen Kane, apostrophe hand, Khan. <laughs> Just stop it. One of my favourite accounts was uh, there was a Kerner ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's just a photo of like Stick's um, profile picture, arms crossed, smiling. I thought, he's our man. Yep. Uh, Muzz, what do you guys think about bringing Lockie O'Brien in to replace Cottrell on a wing? Adds class, running ability and longer term upside. I agree. I'm not saying he's had played Poorly, but the last few weeks have been Cottrell's 
worst. He's replaceable. This yeah. is what we talk about with Ed. You kind of go, he's replaceable. Allow yourself to look at the positives of what he brings to a team, competitiveness, spirit, willing attitude, all that kind of stuff. But then allow yourself to then acknowledge that an alternative could also bring That's other. Right. Potentially also with Cottrell, he may have hit a bit of a wall. Maybe. He did win the game against Sydney last time up in Sydney. You'd probably wouldn't hate that he ran out in the best. What the hell does that have to do with anything, Timbo? Well, what, what no. You're not going to pull him up to Sydney. We played him on the Gold Coast, mate. Yeah, well, that's true. You make well. a good point. You make an excellent point. So when we play Sydney on the Gold Coast again, Cottrell first on the team sheet. In. 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 No, no, good point. <laughs> um, You've obviously done your homework tonight, Fab. I have. Where's he from? Cottrell. Yeah. Mum. His mum. It's a good pick up again, mate. This, this membership he's bought, Ancestry.com, is paying for itself. Yep. This is sort of brilliant stuff we can expect moving forward. Yep. Good stuff, Fab. Good Thank stuff. You're welcome. Where was he from? I don't fucking know. Oh. Um, or was he, didn't they say something about... WA, fact, wasn't he? No, no, I think they made the point that four of the boys from um, the Pedin- Peninsula were all playing together, and I think Cottrell might have been a Dandong Stingrays boy. I'm pretty sure he's from, wasn't he from WA? Well, you do your homework, and then when you get it right, say, or oh, Timmy... Three of them were from Mount Martha. Yeah, Decoding, Weedering, Cottrell, and there was one other. Give it to me, Fab. Where's he from? I'm almost, I, I will almost Give it slap to me, the jets down on this one. Give it to me. Where's he from? Down in Long Stingrays. Damn yeah. it. And does it actually say what his local club was? Or did, was he playing in the waffle? Is that where I've got my wires crossed? Because we oh. picked him up as a rookie. Grandson of former Blue Len. Cottrell. Just riveting. No, no, it doesn't say it. doesn't Just say it. Riveting. Sorry. Recruited from Pearsdale, Victoria, Danny Dong, under-18s. Yeah, I could have sworn we got him from somewhere else. That's all right. I must have confused him with someone else. Not important. Ashley King responded in the mailbox. What are your thoughts on the coaching slash positional changes at the moment? Stocker, Doherty, Gibbons, and Williams all seem to be successful manoeuvres spot on. And we spoke about that earlier in the pod. These yep. are all um, moves that deserve a tip of the cap yep. for Tiki because they're paying dividends, they make sense. On paper, they make sense. And then in practice, they're bearing fruit and they're worth persisting with. I think Gibbo could be on the choppy block when Zach Fisher and Jack Martin are back there. Don't disagree. Yeah. That's all. You're writing a thesis over there. Yeah, it was a really short one. Eight letters. Real short. Dickhead. Yeah. Fab <laughs> is a dick. Um, it's nine. It's pretty good work by me to make it It's actually to ten, eight. I think. <laughs> uh, and then Stephen Ward, lastly, some chat about Nick Newman, please. He's fitted back in seamlessly. He's steady, reliable, and his disposal is excellent. He's also meant that Doc can move into the mids. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, did t- we touched on that earlier, and, and Steve, you're 100% spot on. Um, getting him back in the team has freed up sort of two and three other players to be more effective, which is exactly where we need to go now mm. and moving forward. And with his kicking skills, he's got to learn to kick it out. Like that short kick in in the back pocket where you turned it over. I just had flashbacks of Matthew Watson who could kick at 70 and hit someone on the chest. And kick at 15. And kick, kick it at 15 or 10 metres. So now it's good to have Nick Newman back. And he was always going to take a couple of games to kind of He's just like a smart footballer, isn't he? Yeah. And that tackle just deserves, that just well, deserves another mention. It does. 100%. 100%. I say this with trepidation, Tibbo. You've not got a lot of time to sing for your supper here. 
Um, Where's the PowerPoint presentation? You are on the clock. I don't want any Damien, Hard- Damien Hardwick-style mishaps. You will not be cutting any slack if you can't fire that that photo. That, what is it? A, a PowerPoint. PowerPoint up. Um, Fab and I are very busy. We've got a lot of interests, business interests outside, <laughs> cl- outside of this, and we do this on a whim. We do this for the betterment of the club. So we don't have the time to sit here, listen to you rabbit on with your pointless excuses. Why have we lost, and of all people... And explain to, to the members as well, listening. Why have we lost to Lima? Fucking Lima. Lima. Of all people. I, I did play with one defender short. On a week where we played Hawthorne as well. Yeah, I know. I know. Look, I wasn't happy about it. I, uh, <laughs> you weren't happy You weren't happy. <laughs> Jesus. For yeah. all, Daniel all week, LaRusso there. <laughs> all weekend I was projected to win, and I thought I'm going well here, but then obviously, stupidly, I had... Um, one of those defenders, Tommy Highmore from St Kilda. Why I, do people care about this guy? Uh, because he's he's a rookie and he's cheap and people are they, they actually don't care whether he can actually play football or not. They you know, he's the, one of those super coach players that in he, reality he has no relevance other than the fact that he is a super coach option. Because everyone, yeah, it's like quite extraordinary to be yeah, honest. The yeah. um, number of crap that was going on there. Well, I think just with all the, the, the teams being named and all that sort of stuff, everyone's sort of, you know, um, yeah, gathering around to see whether players like him have been named. And so all of a sudden, on a Friday evening or a Thursday evening, they've become one of the most talked about players going around. So, yeah, I was stuck with Tom Hindmore, Nathan Murphy and Kieran Briggs, and all three, I think, had played the previous week, and all three were dropped. And I'd already made two trades, so I was... Uh, sorry, Sophie. Fucked. And I got done by like twenty six points. So, mate. So that's the third loss for the year. I don't care. If yeah, we're six and three. We're fifth on the ladder by one point, by twenty six points, by two hundred and sixty points. I don't care. All I care about is the W. Let's put it out there. And you failed to deliver. We'll it again. put a poll on Twitter. Should Timbo keep his job? Check back in with us, Timbo. I might, have to, we'll, I might have to get the burner accounts activated there. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you going to reactivate those burner accounts you did for the uh, Bryce Gibbs? Which ended what? Which, like, I beat you. Legit- I love how you never brought it up on pod. I so beat you. come up on pod. You can't, it doesn't come up on pod. It was part of it. The Twitter sphere you won by feeds the pod. A vote. I didn't win by a vote. No, I won by like 3 or 4%. No, you didn't. Check that out. You won by a vote. I didn't win by a vote. Timbo, can you pad for a moment while I find them? Well, actually, while polls. you're talking, you I find it after. I want to put something in the no, time no, 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 capsule. No, no, no. Okay, I'll, put something in the time capsule. Okay, so a couple of years ago, I talked about a fellow by the name of Buku Kamas, and yes. everyone went a little bit nuts. Next generation. Well, not, everyone. not everyone. Sean and I laughed our heads off. Okay, I, I am putting a bloke in the time capsule to be opened in six years' time. Okay. His Jeez. name is Kevin Garawara. All right. Where's Kev from? He's from. He plays for Richmond Juniors. Why are you writing this down? And I, I swear to God, I had two entirely separate discussions with two people who don't know one another, and this guy was both mentioned um, in both conversations. Is he part of someone's next generation academy? Don't know. He's an indigenous boy. I don't know where he's come from, but the talk was he's on scholarship somewhere. I think he's actually only still in grade six. But Kevin kicked 10 on the weekend for Richmond against McLeod in the under-14 Brown League in Yarra Junior Footy League. And he'd played against another team maybe four weeks ago. Yep. And I had heard that he, he did a backflip after kicking one of the goals that he kicked. Yep. 
but it was actually not seen by the guy who gave me the, the word. But I'm putting the name out there. Kevin Garawara. Garawara is his name. He kicked 10 on the weekend. So well, we'll look out for Kev. If, if any of our listeners have been anywhere in the area That's or know Kevin at all or can, can add any more. So long as he doesn't get recruited to Essendon, we will follow him. He'll be one of the pod... Kevin... Like Buku. We, we, we wish Buku. And, and he best. may be related to Anthony McDonald, Tipman Woody is the word. You can use Kevin as a shield for your failings as a super coach coach all you want. We might get Kevin Garawara to coach. Maybe. <laughs> we should uh, to replace from what Timbo just said, I, I like the cut of his jib. The I'm sure there's listeners out there, Sean, who would like a rundown, we haven't touched on, of Brody Kemp, who the, you saw first. The game was televised on Channel 7. Yeah, well, not everyone got a chance to watch it. Yeah, he had like seventeen touches, took eight marks, looked all right, did some it's nice pretty things. Composed. That's what you're going to give us. Looked all right. He was. He had time. Uh, he made good decisions. Do you guys put any? Do you guys put any work into him? Nothing. Not, not me personally. No. Sean, we all know. Sean, hashtag Sean talks. <laughs> so Sean was on the other side of the fence this weekend. In body, but not in spirit. Uh, in both. No, no. in both. <laughs> Absolutely in both. What do I care if the? Are you getting paid? Spins? No, why do I care if Carlton's seconds win? No, I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying, did you guys put any... Was no, anything not, raised about Brody Campbell? Not as, I think he was brought up as a potential in during the week, and he obviously played, and it was his first game in two years, so I think that was acknowledged in so much that he's going to yeah. play, and it's a bit of a wait and see. We expect him to play in defence. Defence, yeah. half-back. We expect him to play there, and that's where he played. No, he did some nice things. He was all right. For first game in two years, you think it yeah, was good. Six hundred and fifty-seven days, I think I read on. Yeah, like, no, it was good. You know, as I said, seventeen odd touches, eight marks. Um, had one fluffed kick, which led to a goal um, coming out of defence, which wasn't sort of the end of the world. But it no. was there was a moment that I only really remember because it happened right in front of me. Um, but no, he was fine. He was something good to build on and work on. So, I, so to ask a dumb question, and I may or may not know the answer to this question anyway. If Lockie Plowman does indeed get suspended and we need a medium-sized no, defender... he didn't really play on anyone as such. Yeah, okay. He didn't really lock down. So you'd be looking at Tom Williamson to come in? Tom Parks Williamson. will come in for Plowman if Plowman's... We are, we are wasting Tom Williamson at half-back. You reckon he should be on the oh. wing, don't you? Well, when we saw him... Oh. We saw him play at Victoria Park against Collingwood... Was this before COVID? 2019, maybe? Yeah. Um... And he kind of just did what he wanted to, and he just he looked real good. This is it's having him as a lockdown as a lockdown defender. It's, it's just ridiculous. So, standing more or less in the race as I was, ball was out or out on the flank a few times, and, and obviously when Boxer were kicking to where I was, um, Ty, uh, Willow was in the vicinity. Like I think people don't realize how big he is. Yeah, he's about one ninety one, one ninety two, oh, isn't he? He's big. He he's, he's his body's sort of filled out now. He's the perfect size to throw on a wing, throw throw in the middle a couple times. Mm. See what let's see what we can do. You're rangy, you're sort of unpredictable. You're you're a weird matchup. Uh, good size, He's marks physical. well. One ninety, one ninety. Like you see him and you kind of go, "We are just wasting you." Yep. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what does play out at tribunal. I I hope. Well, <coughs> I hope Plamman doesn't miss, but then he also. Came off the ground a couple of times because he'd, he'd obviously stirred up his knee a little bit as well. So it will be interesting to know how he's recovered out of that because it's there's every possibility he ends up getting his one or two weeks from Chris O and there's every chance that they may have, you know, out of precaution, maybe 
you know, rested the knee a little bit before sort of, you know, continuing on the balance of his season. So there may have been an opportunity for a Williamson or whoever to be able to come in in any case. He's appealed, so is that is he risking a three? Don't think so. I've got the poll here, Fab. Yep. It was 49.4% to 50.6. Give me the votes. How many votes? It doesn't say. It just says 156 votes. Oh, okay. Well, that's exactly what it says. 156. So How it probably means... What was the winning percentage? 40, what is 49.4 times 156? And you'll probably tell me it's 77. 77? Plays 79. So I won by... Two, Two votes. votes. So you lied. <laughs> and I told you I won you by more than a vote. You no. said you won by four or five votes. Well, you no, you, sorry, sorry, sorry. Do we want to record this back again? He said he won by four or five percent. Well, you said I won by one single vote. Well, I was fucking a lot closer to the pin than you were, mate. Sean, Sean brutal, does make an excellent point. Oh, piss despite, off, Tim. Despite the fact that he lost the poll. Uh, and to be brutally honest, the fact that it was even that close, Bryce, so Gibbs, Bryce Gibbs was not a socks down footballer. Like, legitimately. Yes, he was. Ridiculous. He started going socks down when they bought in the calf length socks. Is Pitto wearing a different type of sock? Is he wearing a blue sock with a white? It'll probably just be the fact that he's got the um, guard in. the big guard, shin guard. It's a bit more, it's like the Stephen Kernan, you know, like he had the really sheer socks because they were like clearly a size too small. You just keep pulling them up, though. So the, like the, the, top, the top were blue, but then everything else was, <laughs> was yeah. a bit white. It was just straining. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, mate, just go up a size. It was like the... Uh, I did a triathlon for <laughs> Australian one year, and we were wearing black gear. Mine was so stretched and tight, it ended up becoming more of like a silver number. <laughs> <laughs> like the silver pack ape. <laughs> Timbo, Timbo did the... Who uh, Harambe out to compete Fred in Fred Hollow's Coastal Trek? Oh, no, it wasn't Fred Hollow's this year. It was Beyond Blue. The Beyond Blue Coast Trek, 30-kilometre event on Friday... How'd you go? Got through, finished, did well. Didn't lose your keys this year? Did not. That was good. Came back with keys and raised six, six and a half grand for charity. We giving you anything? MGA have been bereft of fundage so far. We will. Well, well, Pete, would, would love it if you could be a part of it. We will be a part. We've been a part of it every year. You have. Thank you very and much. Pete, organise it. Get it done. That wraps us Thanks, up. Thanks, Pete. 80s Stuff. banger? Um, no. So we do have a song. So like I said at the top, if you can guess the theme of this week's song, let us know and you'll get a shout-out at the start of next week's episode. Might be Bon Jovi, Blaze of Glory by uh, Harry Mackay, the way that he went out on uh, Saturday afternoon. It might be, yeah. Yeah. It's not. Jeez, it'd be a spoiler if it was. Yeah, well, it's not. It's probably already playing as we're saying, having this conversation. But I'll put it in the mix. Can we have an update on the cobweb? Very fascinated with this cobweb. It's the world's largest cobweb. Big cobweb. Clearly not. It is. Anyway. But a quick shout out to Trent Bogue because he's the guy who's put me on to Kevin Garawara. And uh, Trent's a very big listener and he loves it when we give him a shout out. So I thought I'd I'd let him know. And also there's a few of the boys that are going up to Sydney this weekend. The guys that I've gone across to Perth or Gold Coast in previous years. I call them the Blankets Crew. The Blankets Crew. So Brent Gleeson and Matty Skeel... Um, Steve Fitz and there's a couple of other fellas whose names don't quite come to mind and I do apologise but I'm doing it off the, the cuff but they're going to have a good weekend this yep. weekend and hopefully cheer on another victory I think Paul Sebastiani was going up as well from, uh, from Bet Deluxe um, If anyone yeah. is going up just text us now we'll give you a shout out live on the pod here so if You're you are, prickly tonight Because I've been trying to sign the show off for the last two and a half minutes and Timbo's going through like 
<laughs> Timbo's going through seat by seat the flight up to Sydney. Like, who's on it? Flight JQ297. Yeah, Greg and Nick are up, go, heading up too. So there you go. <laughs> You've got no patience, Sean. He doesn't, does he? You do. You're just not a flexible man. For Tim Davis, goodbye, Tim. Um, always a pleasure, Jesus Christ, Sean. Tim. <laughs> For Faber Ganoush. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Up the mighty banana slugs. Me, Sean Peter Rudge, we'll catch you next week.